Marketing, entrepreneurship, and all things small business. You're listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Now, here's your host, Justin Miller. All right, we got loads of boring, exciting stuff today. Let's get analytical is our title. We're going to talk about, we're not going to talk about the exact numbers. We're going to talk about trends for you to watch and look for to tell you if your marketing is effective, which pieces are effective, and how to boost them. I think we just lost half of the people listening. They're like, what? Numbers? You can't lose half a zero, Kevin. That's true. You ever tried to divide by zero on the calculator? <laughs> can't do it. I remember that. So, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about things that people don't keep an eye on that they probably should be. So the, the old joke is, you know, I know half of my advertising money is wasted. I just don't know which half. We'll get you closer. You can never win that game, by the way. You never know dead on. The direct response marketer in me wants to know and track everything, but realize that it doesn't quite work that way. So we're going to give you the tools, tactics to track and also explain how they get skewed and maybe not completely accurate. But if you watch for trends, you can certainly improve effectiveness, stop wasting some money and find your winners and scale them up. Everyone wants a winner to scale up. If you don't, you know, you kind of missed the whole point of marketing. So the, the neat thing that brought this topic to attention was looking at some Google Analytics, which if you don't have Google Analytics installed on your web page, talk to your web person, put it on there. It's free and has more data than you will ever use likely. But what we were looking on was for a client account uh, for a redesign of their website. We wanted to see, hey, which pages are people actually looking at here? They had 20 or 30 pages on the website. Like, which ones matter? Mm -hmm. And really, if you rounded, there were only like three pages that anyone ever went to. And then there was like a fraction of a tiny percentage on a couple more. And these varied, you know, his and ours were different. We also looked at ours the same way. So by the way, when we did the redesign, which pages did we focus on and which ones did we get rid of? You know, uh, everyone got to kind of vote by clicking on their views, right? So our website, I, I had a neat one, though. We looked at this recently. We're in the middle of a restructure of the website. And the homepage is number one, of course. But that doesn't really tell us anything. The second one, do you want to take a guess? Have I told you this? No, we haven't talked about this. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about your website because it, it just the way you're leading into it, I'm assuming it's a page that you wouldn't think is number two. Probably. Well, me not personally. Other people in the office did get it. Um. No, I, I intentionally want to think, you know, it's like the staff page or about us, but that's probably not it. It is. It's is our, it really? Our staff. Okay. No, no one cares about us, but for some reason they care about looking at the people. Hmm. So I'm trying to figure out which piece of information they're trying to gleam. Is it who's who? Are they trying to find contact info? Are they just trying to size up how many people work here? Are they trying to recruit? I, I, I don't know. Well, that's true. I didn't even think about so that. This, I, this surprised me. And then, you know, I went around desk to desk. Yeah, I can't do that, by the way, if we have a remote team from last episode. But <laughs> we went desk to desk, and uh, at least one person here is like, oh, yeah, I always do that. Huh. It's the very, very first place I go. Check our staff. Like, well, we've had people on the phone talking to us. Uh, they say they're looking at my picture on the website. I'm like, well, that's kind of creepy first. Yeah. That they would say that. I mean, I guess if they researched you, then they're analytical. But <laughs> I'm looking at you right now while we're talking. That's a, yeah, that's a little yeah. creepy. Yeah. I mean, we have Zoom if you really wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was our staff by a, a long shot right after that. Then huh. it, it dropped off pretty good. 
So uh, Al, our project manager, hopped on there then and put some call to action in the middle of our mm-hmm. staff pictures. Yep. You know, click here to schedule console or whatever one he chose. Um, it's kind of version one, so we didn't we just put something. We didn't care what. Um, but yeah, we knew they were there, so we knew we needed to put something there. Um, very interesting. Would have never guessed it, and probably different for every company site, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. So that's that's your first thing to look at is which pages are popular. Other things you're going to get in Google Analytics in particular, you're going to get where geographically the people are located that are on your website. This may or may not be useful information to you. For some people it will, some it won't. Uh, You will get gender and bias that way. You will get, uh, I believe you get age in Google Analytics. We have it another way. And and of course, individuals, yeah, it's not going to be super accurate, but the trends will be. Uh, you'll get device, you know, is it mobile or desktop? Now this varies greatly based on what industry you're working in. And you need to know this one, you know, is your visitor on their cell phone or are they on a computer? Because you need to completely change the experience on your website. Once you have that piece of knowledge, yes, it should function fine on both, but you should focus on the one that they're actually using. Mm-hmm. So if you're de- doing a lot of B2B with people that are in the office, it's probably desktop. If you're business to consumer, it's probably their cell phone, but massive exceptions. So make sure you're not just going on what I said and you're actually checking it. Uh, I mean, you can see like the display resolution and what type of device, all, all kinds of stuff. And it'll, it'll even go further into like interest categories and stuff like that. So install Google Analytics. The new one they have, by the way, they're changing technology here and phasing out the old one in the next year or so. Um, Then when it comes to analytics off the website, I have some more website ninja tricks, by the way, but I'm going to save those for later here. Um, Off the website, running ads. So as you know, day in, day out, we print and mail advertisements for clients. And if you've studied direct response marketing and you're mailing direct response pieces, we know that we should track that. And this is going to be so elementary to some of you, but life-changing if you're not doing it or if you need a reminder. So my job's 90% reminding people what they already know mm-hmm. and, and taking them away from shiny objects. But you need to have tracking phone numbers and tracking URLs. What's that mean? It means a different phone number used for nothing else except that one ad or series of ads and a different website address used for nothing but that one ad or series of ads. Isn't this going to get expensive? That's you, you got to ask. Doesn't this get expensive, <laughs> Justin? No. <laughs> it really doesn't. No, phone numbers are pretty cheap. Um, the challenge, though, and where most people fall flat on their faces, if you're using direct mail in particular, direct mail sits around a long time. And people will have that tracking number and then dump it after a couple months. And believe it or not, in direct mail world, people might call 3, 6, 12 months later. So you need to be committed to holding on to those tracking numbers and you might amass a fair amount of them. Mm. So it may get a little more expensive, but in the scheme of you know, paying to run the ad in the first place, dirt cheap. Same on URLs. So you need to track that as well. I have a different website address. Um, not just a forward slash something, something, something. So probably not one forward slash mail. Now it should be mail results for your business.com. I don't, I don't know, something yep. like that. Um, why is that? Why, so, why does that matter? Yeah, so if we do just the forward slash 
a lot of people will just ignore that and they'll just type the main.com. Mm. So that doesn't help our analytics. Now, a lot of people are just going to type your name in the search bar anyway. And this is what we call channel bleed is when you send out something via one media and another is impacted. So we did a bunch of online advertising and really didn't get a lot of response, but we got a lot more phone inquiries last month. Well, yeah, duh. There's your response. They, they, they looked you up and this, yeah. this is this is where it's not an exact science. We have to look for trends because um, they will find you. Um, so make sure you're tracking it and, and track it separate. And if you're really doing this well, you should be doing split tests. Split test means you're running two ads at the exact same time and preferably only changing one variable. Oh, seems like so much work. Yeah, there's a whole industry of marketing agencies willing to do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, we had an interesting one. Um, it was an every door direct mail campaign. And it was for a tree service. And we had two different formats. This was um, this was not just one variable. This was a complete shift to test one against another. So the interesting part is one piece was kind of tried and true, all the things technically right. And the other was based on a piece we saw someone using and figured it was getting results because they were using it a lot, but kind of broke all the rules. Mm. And one break in the rules absolutely killed it. Like it was six to one wow. off of the one that followed the direct response rule. So you never quite know. Um, you want to go with the rules to start, but you do want to experiment. Uh, now next month we'll be running another test on that piece versus one that's only a minor tweak on it. Now the cool part is the winner, by the way, from a production standpoint was about the cheapest freaking ad we could print and mail. <laughs> so that's good. It worked better and we'll be able to put more out for the same cost. Yeah. And we would have never known had we not tested it. So now we're going to continue to dial in that. And by the way, we think we have a formula that would work for any sort of home services type business. So plumbing, electrical, HVAC, landscape, um, anything in that. So if you're in those industries, reach out to me because I think we probably have a slam dunk for you. Um, and it's interesting because as an agency, then we have a couple options. Like we get a winner like that. You know, that company that we mailed it for really doesn't care if uh, we do the exact same ad for someone across the country. Like yeah. the other end of the country. Well, and then it's just replication, right? If it worked here, or or then you're going to test it somewhere else. So you'll know if it works. I mean, do you find yeah. that some of that stuff, oh, you're like, wait, this is working four different places. This Maybe this is really a winner. For yeah, I, I mean, if we see someone in the marketplace doing something unique, yeah, my eyes and ears are open to that. And I ignore it the first time I see it because they could just be doing something stupid. <laughs> Which draws attention. But yeah. if I see it repeatedly... Enough to know that they'd be out of business if it wasn't working. Yeah. Then it's got my interest. Now I gotta do a little more research than just copying the piece because oftentimes an advertisement will lose money, but long-term the customer offsets that loss. Yeah, so you can go broke just copying successful stuff too because if your business is not structured the same way, yeah. you're, you're screwed, um, which is good for the other company that originated it because they're hard to copy now. Um, but yeah, I, I, they don't care if I use it across the country, uh, elsewhere or a different industry, a parallel industry, but a similar technique. 
you know, as long as the demographic and the price point and everything matches, it, it should work just fine. Now, as an agency, though, I, I get to choose how to bundle that as a service because if I get enough confidence in this and know approximately how much it costs, now I can sell leads. So instead, of I can, I can take a choice, right? Mm-hmm. I can sell direct mail yep. and we charge you X number of cents at, for every piece in the mail, mm-hmm. or I can charge you X number of dollars for every lead. It doesn't matter. Um, It's just a matter of presenting it and which end the risk is on. Mm -hmm. So if I'm selling you leads, the risk of mail is on me. Yes. Now, I have a cost benefit on mail because we produce mail. Mm -hmm. So that may work. Um, If I'm selling you mail, the risk is on you Mm because our job's done as soon as the piece leaves the door. Yeah, so you're in a position now that you can profit from one of two ways in that situation. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. It's just, just a choice at that point. But if we're not tracking the analytics, which by the way, so let's talk about how we tracked the results on that. Um, we did have the client's logo and name and everything on both pieces. So conceivably anyone could have gone to Google and found the direct phone number and website and likely did. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say they would be more prone to do that on one piece versus the other, though. So I don't think that factor negates this. But the owner is aware that general phone calls go up as well. Now, each piece we have, though, had two pieces of unique information on it. It had different phone number on each. And anytime anyone called that, it was tracked back here and put into a Google Sheet uh, automatically, of course. And then we were able to go back and look at the sheets and, and see who had more. Um, same with text. They could text the number, and that was tracked, uh, again, on the same sheet. You know, if, if we were spending enough money here, we'd make it like automatic graphs and all kinds of cool stuff, <laughs> but not necessary to see what was going on. Uh, and then a, a different URL for both. So they both had a part of the company name in it and something else, but similar length. We didn't want to make them super long, uh, but different URL. And in this particular case, the responses were primarily via phone, um, followed by SMS, and barely anyone hit the web pages. So this was a business-to-consumer service. This isn't terribly surprising because they're not probably looking at their mail in front of their computer. Um, I do believe we've run a similar test in in the past, and uh, text-in response was most popular. So you, you never really know. Um, everyone wants to come to me and wants the magic answer of what's going to work best. I got no idea. Um, so yeah, test, track, be analytical. Uh, let's take a little break just so I can hear our little sweet music here. And uh, when we come back, though, we've got a real cool way to figure out who's on your website, like specifically who is on your website, even if they don't tell you who they are. We'll be back. And now, now, back to the Profit 911 podcast with your host, Justin Miller. We're back with the Let's Get Analytical episode. Hey, we're talking about how you get to figure out who's on your website without them telling you who they are. You know, privacy is dead. Well, yeah, we knew that. I mean, it's... <laughs> That's been a thing for a while, I think, I'm afraid. But. Yeah, but check it out. The technology is getting better for us marketers and worse for your privacy. So we have a bit of software on our website right now 
then if you go and visit my website, the chances are pretty good that I'm going to get an email telling me what company you're with, what city you're in, what the revenue of that company is, how many employees it has, what the phone numbers are, and what the primary email address is. And what... Really? Yeah. So I get these emails all day, every day of who's on my website. Now, a lot of it's junk. Yeah. Or not trackable to an individual. I see a fair amount coming from schools or healthcare facilities, or you wouldn't know who inside uh, was after you. But I've seen some that are small businesses that uh, are in our niche. Yeah. Um, And I know, I've seen some that I know exactly who the person is that's on the website when I see the company name. So without having to give any information, just by simply being on your site, if I'm on my phone right now and I go, to your website and I go to the about page because I want to see your staff because I want to I want to know oh yeah oh yeah I get to know what pages you were on too it's really that, so you'll know that in the email okay too. wow and how long you were there and actually I have recordings of you know where the mouse moved if you were on desktop too but that I mean you're we've like, had we've had like that for a while drilling that, down we've had that heat map for a while of who's going where but yeah but this is this is new it's not entirely new but it's it's new to be able Available to a company in my size. Sure. It, I mean, it's, it sounds Big guys like, have had it. Well, yeah. It's like Google Analytics at your fingertips individually instead of just like, here's yeah, well, your monthly total. Yeah. Google Google won't touch this because uh, huh. of privacy. I'm sure it's using oh, yeah. part of their data yeah. and then yeah. you know, some uh, is using device IDs and IP addresses and all that crap. But, you know, I can now get mailing addresses, phone numbers, emails, and, you know, conveniently reach out to someone that is interested. That's really interesting. I mean, I guess I knew, I mean, probably knew that existed, but the thought of actually acknowledging that that exists. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or better yet, what if we, you know, drop a postcard in the mail monthly of everyone that was on your website that month? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Would they put two and two together? I don't know. Maybe. Doesn't You're matter. right. I don't know. Does it, it really matter? Doesn't really right? matter. No. I mean, that's true. So I get to do it. I get to come at it a little more bluntly. So I'm, I'm a marketing agency, so my clients would be impressed by this. So I could forward them the dang report and say, hey, yeah. were you on my website? Yep. And they would be impressed. Now, you couldn't do that in every industry, but you certainly could use this information and this tactic and, yeah. and then reach out proactively. I see they're on my yourself. website. Yeah. And some people, like I said, they're, they're in the niche. They're researching us. I don't know who they are yet. They weren't in my database yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, so at that point, I can accelerate that relationship quite a bit. That's interesting. It's a I mean, not anonymous money coming through the website. Uh-huh. Yeah, because the marketer in me wants them to fill out a form of some sort, right? True. You uh, want you want them to yeah, blah, content. Blah, blah. Yeah, but I know that that's happening less and less. That people are willing to do that. By the time you know who someone is now, they're probably ninety percent decided on if they're using your service or not. True. Oh, absolutely. That's a bit of a problem. As a yeah, because at that point, you're right. It, there's not a lot of decision making or mind changing to be done. Yeah, I, I mean, it means you've got to do a heck of a lot of more work. In the anonymous world. Mm-hmm. Now, this kind of brings that back a little bit. You know, we can catch some people while they're still in the research phase. Now, if only that would allow me to see who's going to my competitors' websites, I'd really be happy. <laughs> hey, can you install this code you on your website to, for just me? Just do me a favor. <laughs> so we're just going to do a little group chat thing here. That that would... That, and again, this is this is kind of... It's more a B2B realm. Yeah. Um. There is a yeah, you're right. There is a business to consumer offering, and we've used it for a client, um, a healthcare client. But B two B, it's more a slam dunk if Mm -hmm. you're dealing with if you're dealing with small businesses in particular, because like I get a notification AT and T, 
great. It also it says we got 400,000 employees, you know. Yeah, that's, that's, sure. that's not useful information to me. No, but if it's if it's uh, Joe's Tacos and there's four people there and they spend 18 minutes on your site or what I mean yeah. I could see that could be very valuable. Yeah, we're dealing directly with owners most of the time, so I can find the yeah. owner of the company that was on the website. Hmm. What that, that yeah, I didn't see that coming. I guess I I again probably knew that was available, but that yeah. When you say privacy is dead, I mean, as as a person who owns a business that wants leads or real leads or customers, I, I love the idea. I, I personally don't. Now I, I have to be careful. I don't want to go on your website because you're going to text me and say, what are you looking at? Yeah. I mean, clearly. So. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at right now? What are you doing? I did, I did send someone I knew. That's kind I, of funny. I forwarded it to him the other day and said, hey, were you on my website, small business? And he replied back, no. I'm like, well. Someone in your office might be looking for a new job. <laughs> Unless you're looking to hire a marketing agency, uh, someone might have been looking at our jobs. That's funny. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, we've we've had an in-between technology where you, know, you can put code on your website for Facebook, for instance, and mm -hmm. then you can run ads to the people on Facebook, but you don't know who they are. Facebook knows who they are. True. So the data exists. So how often in this it. situation do you really get the correct name? Only in a very small business or, I mean, well, is it, it pretty it, reliable? Yeah. I mean, it, we get company names more. That's what I'm looking at. I sure. Mean, there, there's more on there, but that's what I'm looking at. And how many are relevant, useful information? Maybe one in 10. It's still one more yeah. than you'd have another yeah, there's, way. There's junk to delete for sure. Sure. Yeah. You know, AT&T's on there. Verizon. Yeah. Yep. Whatever. The school district, you know, we have high schools and universities and hospitals and mm -hmm. Um, now, if you were selling to those, you could find the right person within the organization, but we're not, so I know that's garbage um, or bots or something. But yeah, you could you could still run a custom audience this way. You could do custom direct mail. Uh, it all depends what your price point, what a customer is worth. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty cool. And it we, does seem extremely cool. Is it cost effective? And it's it's going to depend, right, on your okay. price point. So yeah. it, I don't want to say it's cheap technology. Yeah. But it's not crazy. I mean, okay. if, if a customer to you is worth in the thousands of dollars realm, it's probably a slam dunk. Mm -hmm. If your customer's worth less, probably not. Okay. Because there's just going to be too much waste on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, a human being still has to do something. This, this information's fine and dandy. It's yep. not going to do anything on its own. Um, someone has to then go and hunt and chase and follow sure. up. Sure, it just gives information. It's not going to do it for you. Yeah, that's. It. But yeah, what talk about valuable? You're right. A retargeting ad. I don't know who you are. I I really don't know a lot about you. I just hope that you decide that you've seen now. Oh, oh, there's another one. Let me click through. You're right. <laughs> Knowing who you are or being able to send a, a, a something in the mail to someone that you know was looking for that service. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think so. I, th I think that you're going to see a lot more of that. Again, we have the technology right now. We can do it on, on behalf of our clients. Um, I, I think more will roll down the pipe. We haven't really promoted it at all either. Um, it's like five priorities coming out for us. You're going to see some new product lines. We're, we're uh, staged for quite a while on what we're releasing. So it'll be a while before we formally release this. But if you hear this and you're curious, reach out to me. Um, and then, of course, we can go hunt down people as well. So we have just hunting software. You know, I want 
people in X industry with so many employees and blah, 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 blah. So we can find that that's easy. Yeah. We can do that as a service as well and provide you leads every single day, including who's who in the companies and all that, their email addresses, phone numbers. Um, I don't know where they get the information. Their LinkedIn profiles. It's like they, it's like they scraped the whole internet, but there's mm-hmm. software for that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's very cool. Now I'm waiting until we can get like dynamic like video ads or something where it inserts their name in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, that's like the next kind of step is the personalization to that yeah, person. Well, you, you used to be able to trick Facebook into allowing this crap, by the way. In the, in the early days of Facebook advertising, you could run an ad to one person if you knew what you were doing. Hmm. So you could upload a list of like 20 people and you know, say your prospect was female, put the other 19 male and then put an exclusion filter on males. You used to be able to trick it this way and okay. it would only yeah. run to that one yep. person. Yeah. You can't really do that anymore. Yeah, that would be hard they've, to do they've now. Wi- they've wisened up to it. Um, but it was really neat when you could do that before. But in previous episodes, through our giant catalog of episodes, <laughs> uh, we've talked about like video emails where you could like mm-hmm. whether, whether it's bomb bomb or some of it else or dub or whatever where you can personalize that you could take the information from there if you if you have the time or the resources or the person in your office who's who's well good on camera yeah. and you could send a video that would to be somebody. a great first outreach yeah i mean talk i mean i think that would impress me if i was on somebody's website and i got a personalized email from the owner of video talking about hey i noticed you were looking at this or we offer this i think that would impress me enough to pick up the phone and call them yep Definitely. Yeah, and a similar technology that's been available for some is if we already know who you are and we send you an outbound email and you're clicking around the website based on that, it tracks you back to the system. But again, the differentiation on this is we don't have to have had any history on you. You know, the database is pulling it on their their own, the data provider. So it's really cool or really scary. Yeah, really, privacy truly is dead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but if you see this happen to you now, you you know how it happened. Yeah. See, I would I, I would be like, hey, Justin, you'll never guess what happened to me. And you'd be like, I know. <laughs> you'd be like, yeah, I get that. What? Huh? Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And now I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued in, as to how to use something like that to my advantage. Yeah. Now, okay. So this will be a good way to close this out. So the challenge here is I don't want it to be a marketing shiny object. Sure. So we have clients that find tactics without strategies and bring them to us and want them. Mm -hmm. So as much as this is super cool, don't do it because it's super cool. Like if it fits into your strategy, Mm -hmm. great. It can add to your arsenal of tactics, but uh, cool alone is probably not going to pay the without strategy behind it. It's like the ringless voicemail. I mean, it's like if you don't have a strategy for it, just to say, hey. Hey, it's Kevin. I thought I'd leave you this voicemail. I have nothing to sell you. Oh, we had a good one lately. You'd appreciate this. So it was a ringless voicemail set up for a client, and they paid a voiceover person to record the outbound oh message. <laughs> Great. Give them my number next time. So those of you who don't understand what I'm laughing about, ringless voicemail is supposed to pretend that you literally called someone and left them a message. Uh, so instead, this client had professionally recorded perfect sounding <laughs> outbound <laughs> announcer type message. Hello. Yes. Which <laughs> That's great. It. Defeats the whole purpose. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> All right. So we are going to close out this episode. We'll be back in, I don't know, six, eight months, something like that. 
and uh, bring, you, Christmas, we'll bring be you some more goodies. In the interim, we're available online by phone. You know how to reach us. Thanks for listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave your comments. For more information on how Profit 911 Consulting can help grow your service business, visit Profit911.biz.